0: after all that, and that's all I get. (laughs) I hope y'all feel good. Thank you. Um, If you're, if you're new to church and you've never been to church, thank you for hanging with us through moments like that. You know, um, you know, for some people, especially if you're, if you're new, it can, those moments can seem kind of, kind of odd and, and mystical. Uh, Partly, I think that's because uh, some people would say that when you have a relationship with Jesus, all of your problems go away. And so if you're new to faith or new to church and you're seeing that and you're like, why y'all have problems? Y'all have Jesus. That, that's, that brings more problems, not fewer. It's all in how we handle our problems when we have Jesus. And sometimes we need times like that where we can just tell the devil to sit down and shut up and thank God for all that he's done. It's times like that where we just, we just need to, to celebrate in that. So thank y'all for hanging with us um, through that. So last week, uh, I wasn't here. Melissa and I, we were not here. Y'all didn't even notice, did you? I did. That hurts my feelings. Mainly because that it, it hurts, but it's okay. It, it's very rare for us not to be here on a Sunday morning. Um, it's very, even more rare for us not to, for me not to be preaching somewhere on a Sunday morning or at a church somewhere on a Sunday morning. So last weekend, we kind of got away uh, towards the mountains, uh, the the two of us, and I don't, I don't know about y'all, and I I think this is the case for everyone, but how many, how many of you know that it's just not the same when you're not in this room on a Sunday morning? It's just not the same. It's not, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same, the the same spirit, the same feel. um, If you try to watch it later, or you can listen to music, but it's just not the same as as it is on a Sunday morning. So we really missed y'all, but we, we took a trip Last uh, weekend, and how many of you are um, last-minute packers for a trip? Anybody? Y'all are my people. How many of y'all are pre-planned packers, as I like to call it? it Y'all waste a lot of time (laughs) preparing for something that could never happen. Same reason I didn't study early for a test. What if Jesus comes back? So that's that's where Melissa and I we we differ. She is a pre-planned packer. So a couple of days before a trip, she'll start to get her stuff ready. She'll check the weather report for where we're going. What a suck up. She'll check the weather report. for where we're going so that she can strategically pack her, her her suitcase. I don't do any of that. She tries to help me just to defend her a little bit. She tries to help me, but and, and I pretend to listen, but I, I don't really listen that well. I just pack a couple of hours before we leave what I think I, I might need. It didn't take us long last weekend for me to figure out that I had packed the wrong stuff. Matter of fact, I open up my suitcase, and it's rainy and 18 degrees, and I'm like, of course, the first thing I do is blame her, right? And then she reminds me that she told me about the weather. But it didn't take long at all for me to realize that, that I had packed the wrong stuff. You know, I think a lot of times when it comes to our lives and the things that we need, we pack the wrong stuff. We have needs in our life. We have things that we need that we all need. And so often we will try to pack the wrong things into that need. There's, there's things that, that you've, you've done to try to fulfill a need that you have that just doesn't work, haven't you? We've done this, you, you, you needed relief, and so you turned to something to numb the pain, right? You needed peace, and so you just completely withdrew everything and severed so many relationships, withdrawing from everything you could. You, you needed to feel valued, and so you turned to man after man, woman after woman, because you need, had a need that you couldn't quite get met. Or maybe you needed to feel intelligent, you needed to feel important, and so what did you do? You went and gossiped about somebody that you knew to somebody else to somebody else, all trying to, to, to pack what you thought you needed into this need that you have. And ultimately what we're doing is we're just manipulating ourselves, aren't we? We're manipulating ourselves, trying to give ourselves something that we think we need, but we are giving ourselves, trying to meet that need in the wrong way, and it never works. Today, I wanna take just a few minutes and I want to talk about how Jesus always provides for our needs. And I'm not just talking about financial needs, but I'm talking about those, those, those deep needs that you don't tell anybody else about. Those, those deep needs that we, if we were just honest for a few minutes this morning, maybe we've never said it out loud, and maybe we've never even thought about it being a need, but you have something deep down that you've always felt like you were missing. Maybe it's validation. Maybe it's someone to love you. Maybe it's someone to confirm you. Maybe it's someone to truly care. Maybe it's someone to actually miss you when you're not there. But we all have these needs. And today, I want us to see how God always provides those. I'm calling today's little message, drop that cup. Look at the person beside you and tell them, drop that cup. cup. I wanted to name it, drop it like it's hot. (laughs) But I thought I might be trying too hard if I did that. So drop that cup cup we're going to be in mark chapter 10 mark chapter 10 and if you don't know um, much about the bible or maybe you've never um, read much of the bible mark is the shortest of the gospels the gospels are the are the stories that talk about the life and the teaching of jesus mark is the shortest one mark is my man because i don't have a lot of patience i want to get to the point right So Mark is the shortest of the Gospels. As a matter of fact, Mark is known for like quick action. And so it kind of just, it skips out, leaves out a lot of the details. You can tell Mark wasn't a woman, right? I shouldn't have said that. I thought it and then I I thought, should I? And then I did. But Mark often leaves out a lot of the details. And so the purpose of the writing of Mark is to show that Jesus really is the son of God. And so oftentimes Mark will kind of jump from story to story to story. And the story we're going to be in today is sandwiched between Jesus teaching a crowd of people and the triumphant entry. The triumphant entry was Jesus's trip to Jerusalem where he would ultimately be sentenced and die at the hands of man. And so between those, we find this story that we're going to be talking about today. And this story is actually in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All of the Gospels kind of have a different perspective. If we all see one event, we're going to tell it a little bit different. So I want to look at Mark's version of this story. And starting in Mark 10, 46. This is what it says. It says, they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. So think about this just for a moment. Jesus has just left teaching a crowd. He's got a crowd of people with him. He is on his way to Jerusalem when he comes across this blind man who is begging for begging for money. He's begging for something that he that he needed. He's begging for for what he thought was ultimately what was going to get him to where he wanted to go. He's, he's begging. My question to you this morning is, what do you need? What is your need? Now, when I say that, some of you do think of money, right? Some of you do think of, I need to feel valued. Some of you think, I just, I just need some peace. Things have been so chaotic lately. I just, I just need some peace. Some of you feel like you've always had this void and deep down inside your soul, and you just need that, you need that void, you need something put in that void, don't you? What is, what is, what is your need? Do you need emotional relief? Like, are you, have you been in a season of depression and it feels like the weight of the world, it feels like you've been living in darkness for the last six months? Do you just need a, a break from that? Do you just need someone to care? Do you just need someone to say you're enough? What do you need? Because none of those needs are bad things. But here's the deal. If we try to meet spiritual needs in physical ways, we'll always come up short. We all have basic spiritual needs and we want them met, right? And so what do we do? We, we, begin, to, we begin to beg for the things that, that we think we needed. And so we, we, we needed validation. And so instead of getting validation that would last, we, we hooked up with two different people. We, we, we needed peace, and so we and so we began to begin to beg for it. And instead of getting something sustainable, we we we, we 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 canceled everyone out of our lives. We we needed validation. And so what did we do? In, instead of trying to, to earn good relationships and get good relationships, we began to to to, to, to beg and, and talk about everybody that we do know. We beg to meet our needs. That's what that's what blind Bartimaeus is, is doing. He's begging to have something met that would eventually just run out. Because if we meet spiritual needs in physical ways, we'll always come up short. Because Blind Bartimaeus, his, his cup would run back out, wouldn't it? He would beg, and then he would go and spend. And he would just have to refill his cup over and over and over again. And that's what happens when you and I beg for a good need, a spiritual need to be met in a physical way. It's not... It's not sustainable. And so we just have to have more of it next time, don't we? We just have to do a little bit more next time just to find a little bit more time away, have another drink, have another bite next time to fulfill that need that we've been begging to be filled because we've never filled it in the way that God wanted us to. A real need filled in the wrong way will become a bigger need. Some of you, if, if, if you know anything about addiction, you know how this works, right? You needed some relief, you needed to feel something. For some of you, you just wanted to feel again. And so what do you do? You start off with just a little bit because you're trying to meet a need. And but and before you know it, that little bit isn't enough. And so you have to have more, don't you? Because that little bit runs out and then you have to have more and, th- and then that more, it-, it runs out. So you have to move to bigger and more and more and more. Before you know it, you- you're so far away from the original need that you had because you've been putting layers on top of layers because Real need met in a wrong way becomes a bigger need. And some of you, you're not doing that with drugs or alcohol this morning, but you are doing that with trying to, to get someone to notice you. You are doing that with your workaholism. What is, what is your need? Blind Bartimaeus was begging for money, but what he really needed was something more. You see, his, his blindness was what led to his begging. His blindness meant he couldn't be educated. It meant he couldn't, it couldn't, he couldn't get a job. And so he sat by this road begging for money. So he's sitting as he's done for a long time. And then verse 47 says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth he began to cry out, Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. (laughs) Many warmed him to, shh, shh, you're just just a blind beggar. Jesus doesn't have time for you. Many warmed him to to keep quiet. But he was crying all the more, have mercy on me, son of David. And so blind Bartimaeus is begging, and then he goes and begins to cry out to the one that he believes can seriously meet his need. He's become desperate, hasn't he? And this will happen to you as well. Once you chase your need to be met long enough, there'll come a point where you will sit on a fence and that fence will be between going deeper and deeper and deeper out of desperation or trying to find something that will last and run into Jesus. Desperation is often the first step to transformation if you fall the right direction. So my question to you this morning, if you're in a desperate spot, like if, if, seriously, if you're desperate and you're about to throw in the towel and you're about to say, I'm done with this, I'm not just done with religion, I am done with me. I am done with them. I am done with this world. My challenge to you this morning is you are at a point of desperation. Will you allow it to bring transformation? Because you're in the perfect spot for an all-knowing God to do something incredible in your life. Desperation will bring transformation. Blind Bartimaeus is desperate. And so he doesn't care anymore about sitting by a road. He doesn't care about the shouts from the crowd. He is desperate, and he is about to receive what God has for him. And isn't it interesting that even this blind man knew the voice of Jesus? It's not like he had seen his YouTube channel. Right? He didn't see his Instagram story. He hadn't caught him. But this blind man knew the voice of Jesus. And what often happens when we've tried to meet a real need in the wrong way for so long is we begin to block out all the right voices. And so what you do is because you don't, because you're chasing after that and they tell you that that's wrong, you begin to push them out of your life, don't you? You cut ties. You change your phone number. All because They're trying to tell you the truth, even if it's the hard truth. Some of you, you don't hear the voice of God because you've been doing it so long and you've ignored that thing in your gut, that conscience or that spirit inside of your gut. You've ignored it over and over and over again and you've silenced the spirit inside of you. Bartimaeus refused to let the voices stop him and he knew the voice of Jesus. He knew the voice of Jesus above the other voices. Are you listening to the right voices? You're desperate but are you listening to the, right, to the right voices? Bartimaeus is desperate and he's persistent, isn't he? Man, we don't have a, a persistent culture anymore, do we? We have an impersistent culture. They told me first service that was a word, so I used it again. Somebody Googled it on the front row because I said, I don't know if that's a word. And they Googled it and they said it was, so I'm gonna use it. We have an impersistent culture. We don't, we don't persist in anything anymore, do we? If the diet fails in two weeks, pff, I'm going to Pizza Inn, right? Or if, if the relationship gets a little rocky, what do we do? We cancel them. Sorry, it's not worth it. We don't, we're not persistent at anything anymore. We live in an anti-persistent, impersistent, impersistent world. But as as I read scripture, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about the New Testament, I'm talking about the the Old Testament, the entire Bible, as I read, you know, there's, there's something that God, that God appreciates about persistence. There's something that he appreciates about us continually knocking on his door. And the reason why I bring that up is because some of you have tried Jesus before and it didn't work. You've tried to meet your need with Jesus like you, you tried that. You went to something. You got this emotional feeling. You accepted Christ, and you tried to meet your need with Jesus, but it didn't work. And so a month, two months, six months later, you, you, you gave up on the whole thing. My question is, will you be persistent? Will you give it another shot? Blind Bartimaeus, he's persistent. Even through the crowds telling him, shh, 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 he's persistent. And, and here's a side note. If you listen to the voices that are trying to silence you, you will stop short of everything God has for you. If you listen to the opinions of others, even people that are well-meaning, even people that you think love you, if you listen to the opinions of others, you will stop short of what God has for you. If you let them shape you, if you let them determine what you do, if you let them determine who you are, even those people that love you, God has given you something unique. That's part of the need that you have. You need purpose. He has given you purpose. Do not let the shh, shh, sh- shh, the voices silence you from the voice of Jesus. Some of you right now, I, just, I, I feel some of you are about to give up on something that God has burst in your heart. Because people are telling you it's stupid. It's too far-fetched. It'll never work. Don't give up. Don't allow the voices of the crowd to override the voice of Jesus. So Jesus takes notice of blind Bartimaeus. In verse 49 it says, Jesus stopped. Maybe the sweetest two words in this entire story. Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So picture this just for a moment. Put yourself there, because this is a real story. They didn't know how this would end. Jesus is walking down this road. There's a blind man begging for his needs to be met, begging for the thing that he thought he really, really needed. Jesus is on his way to do the very thing that he came to earth to do, but yet, On his way, Jesus stops because this blind man who has been begging to have his needs met calls out to him. And this morning, I want somebody to know in this room that Jesus always stops when you call out to him. Jesus will always stop to meet your need. Are you going to continue to call out to him? Because you are not too far gone. You are not not good enough. You are enough for him to stop dead in his tracks with an important assignment because you're that important to him. So blind Bartimaeus, can, can, can you imagine? He's been, shaking this, he's been shaking this cup to try to get people's attention. All of a sudden, when Jesus stops, he probably starts shaking because he's nervous, right? It's like. <laughs> a blind beggar was worth the, worth the attention of the Savior. What makes you think you're not? What makes you think your deepest needs are not worth Jesus stopping dead in his tracks for? And look at what happens to the naysayers after after Jesus stops. It says, so they called the blind man and said to him, have courage. It's like, what are y'all talking about, have courage, right? Apparently he does, because he just shouted out to Jesus and on a busy right, have courage. Get up. He's calling you. Verse fifty says he threw off his coat, and he would have dropped his cup, jumped up, and came to Jesus. So, so this crowd who was gathered around that day has gone from Barnabas, shut up, to Barnabas, stand up. Right, and all of the a sudden, all of a sudden, all of the attention in this area is. focused on Bartimaeus and Jesus. Everybody is waiting to see what Jesus is going to do with this story. And so Bartimaeus, who's been begging for his needs to be met after he's tried to meet him day after day, only to have the cup run back out. Blind, Blind Bartimaeus, who who, who has, has tried to do it on his own. He's tried to meet the need himself. You, you've tried to do it on your own. You've been begging. You've been begging for validation. You've been begging for fulfillment. You've been begging for purpose. Blind Bartimaeus, who has been trying to numb the pain, who's been trying to overcome the embarrassment over and over and over again, when Jesus calls him, all of a sudden, blind Bartimaeus drops The cup. My question to you this morning, are you going to drop the cup? Are you going to quit trying to cram all of that junk into the hole that only Jesus can satisfy? Are you willing to give up? Are you willing to surrender and let Jesus do for you what no amount of begging could ever do? The cloak and the cup were more than just something to beg for money. The cloak would have been used for for Bartimaeus to sit down on to collect to collect money, and the cup would have been the very thing that he would have tried to use to fix what he thought his problem was, just to have it run out over and over and over again. But when you come to Jesus, you can let go of all that stuff you've been trying to do. Because when you come to Jesus, all of a sudden, in a moment, you are enough. In a moment, you can have the peace of God that transcends all understanding living inside of you. In just a moment, the Prince of Peace comes to live with you. The problem and the reason we don't tap into that a lot of times is because we never slow down enough. Because we're, we're too busy trying to, that we never slow down enough to realize that he is the answer. The answer's been there all along. Are you willing to to let go of the way you've been trying to meet that need and allow Jesus to do it for you? It's time to drop the cup. So Jesus answers this man, verse 51 says, then Jesus answered him, what do you want me to do for you, Rabboni? Rabboni, the blind man said to him, I want to see. Now I know it's Jesus and everything, but on the surface, this seems like a stupid question. I'm not saying Jesus is stupid. I'm saying this seems like a stupid question. And so I've been asking myself, like, Jesus, why would you ask this man? Like, what do you need? Of course. I, I mean, he, he he needs money, but he needs something, he needs something more. He's been begging to fix a to fix the symptom of what his real need is, right? He really needs a touch from Jesus. And so Jesus stands in front of this blind man. He says, What do you need? He says, I, I want to see. Do you know? Why? As I've been thinking through this, and I've been asking God, why? Why would He ask that question? Why would you ask that question? I think what He was trying to get blind Bartimaeus to see, and I think what He is telling us this morning, is that He doesn't just want to meet your need. He wants to go beyond it. He doesn't just want to meet your need. He doesn't just want to fill up your cup. He wants to heal what's broken behind it. He doesn't. He doesn't just want to give you more change. He wants you to be able to drop the cup, right? So Jesus looks at him. He says, what, 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 what do you need? He says, Jesus, I want to see. But Bartimaeus would have never been healed had he not had his, he would have never gotten a healing touch from Jesus had he not had a need in the first place your needs are not because god wants to leave them empty your needs are so that you can see that he is the very one to fill them so i'm not i'm not asking your needs to go away. That's not, that's not the end of this. this is, that's not the point of this. It's not for your needs to go away. You will always need validation. You will always need someone to care about you. You will always need an identity. You will always need your purpose. You will always need to know that when you walk in a room, someone notices. You will always need that stuff. The purpose is not to get rid of the needs. The purpose is to stop the begging. So let's see the storybook ending. This thing ends real nice y'all. Verse 52, Jesus said to him, go, your faith has saved you. And immediately he could see and begin to follow Jesus on the road. So just like that, not only has he dropped the cup, he's gotten rid of his need for his cup but his eternity has been changed. When you come to Jesus with your need, he'll do so much more than meet it. So what kind of faith is Jesus applauding? Is he commending in this story? I think there's three things, and I think it's important because I think these three things are the things that we can utilize. They're tools in our belt. This kind of faith is the thing that will meet our needs. Number one, He's commending Bartimaeus because he wants to know him in a real way. Notice he doesn't say, I want you. He doesn't want him to know him all the way. You don't have to know everything about Jesus, but are are you willing to just get real? Are you you willing to to, to open up? Are you willing to admit your need to him? Is there enough of something about Jesus that makes you persistent towards him? He's also commending him because Bartimaeus was willing to trust Jesus above his problem. Knowing that Jesus wasn't just going to fix the need, but he was gonna fix the root issue of the need. He wasn't just gonna fill the cup. He was gonna give him purpose. And the third thing I think Jesus has commended him for and the thing that he wants us to know today is that you can always come to him. That's the kind of faith that drops the cup. That's the kind of faith that doesn't continue to beg because everything you need, you find in him. So what's the what's the application? What do you do? I think it's as simple as you keep coming to Jesus when you feel like you're missing it. You're persistent. With every head bowed and every eye closed. There are people under the sound of my voice, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're in the room. And as I've been talking about your need You feel so far behind the eight ball because you don't just have needs, you have a hole. And so you feel like you're always begging for significance, to be needed, to be wanted. And you don't even know where to start. It starts with having a relationship with Jesus. He stops for you. He stopped for you this morning. And the reason that you're here today is because he wanted you to stop long enough to hear this message and say, Jesus, I give my life to you. If that's you this morning, in the quietness of your heart, you can say it out loud. I don't care. Just say, Jesus, I surrender. I drop my cup. I've been trying for so long to do it myself and to meet my own needs. But I know you're the only one that can. I'm sorry for where I failed you. For running so far but I'm desperate so Jesus right now I ask you to come into my life I believe you came I believe you were perfect I don't know how it all worked but I believe it I believe you died and I believe you rose from, from the dead to defeat death for me my life is no longer my own I put it in your hands I'm going to do my best to follow you whatever that might mean In Jesus' name. Amen. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Number one, what are you longing for today? What is your need? Are you just longing for to escape? Are you longing for some peace and quiet? Are you longing for joy? What are you you longing for? What is your need? Number two, how are you begging for it? Is it binging another Netflix show to escape everything? Is it scrolling through your phone at night when your family's all around and you just ignore them and you scroll through your phone because you just, you just wanna get away? Nothing wrong with those things unless you rely on them to meet your needs. How are you, how are you begging for it? One more bite, one more drink? Number three, what is going to be your drop-the-cup moment? What is it going to take for you to let go of the way you've been trying to meet those needs and for you to grab on to the only one who can It may look like you waking up a few minutes earlier to start your day off with prayer. It may look like you deleting some contacts out of your phone that your wife or your husband don't know about anyway. Maybe for you to get some accountability when it comes to what you're looking at on your phone at night. It might be for you to call the church office and seek some counseling. What is gonna be your drop the cup moment where you fully, finally surrender and you say, forget it. Jesus, you're all I need. I'm running after you. Jesus, thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you for who you are. And God, thank you that your fix for our needs is not temporary, but it's sustainable. And God, you gave me this message this morning for this group of people in the room and watching online. God, I pray that you would divide it however you need to in their hearts. God, that some people would would quit chasing after good things in the wrong way. God, give them the strength to drop their cup and then leave it on the ground. God, right now in this private moment, meet them right where they are in the depths of their heart and their soul. Bring joy, bring a moment of peace. God, remind them of that over and over, especially when they go begging for those needs to be met in other ways. God, thank you so much for the privilege of teaching your word. God, I've done my best. God, thank you for the people that I love so much that I get not to just be here with them, but I get to speak into their lives. God, may these words have real life application. In Jesus' name, amen.